Okay, guys, uh, welcome to the show. This is Pizza Cultura, uh, part of the Pizza Club Network. I am one of your hosts, Tom, along with Pepe and our resident pizza historian, Peter. Um, okay, look, we've, we've got a lighthearted one for you today. Um, we're talking about pizza gimmicks, um, things like the, the giant pizza slices, the, the, the pizza, which was, if memory serves, kind of a hamburger base with pizza on top um double decker pizzas all those kind of things um and then it's it'll probably just devolve into a, a general discussion of the whole hype over substance um okay uh on with the show um i mean look just for for peter and pepe look aside from the the things that i i just mentioned um are there any others that spring to mind for you guys when you think of kind of pizza gimmicks There's one well, in particular, Pepe, that I'm kind of wondering if you're going to bring up. But uh... Well, I, w- I will actually leave it to Peter because I'm really curious to hear what he says, uh, especially to understand uh, what do you mean by pizza gimmicks from your, gimmicks from your point of view? Well, like, like we, sorry, just to clarify, like, like we said, the whole kind of hype over substance to try and drum up a, a hoo-ha on social media. That's, that's basically the, the gimmicky. Hype over substance. Um, that can be so many things. Uh, I, you know, the obvious one is pineapple pizza, uh, bigger is better, various add-ons that you can do. Chicago's famous for, at least in the past, is, has a history of RC Cola. So if you get a big slice, you get a cola free. free. Um, uh, bigger is better is a big thing. Uh, that really caught on for the Midwest, uh, particularly with cheese. Um that was sort of a sort of an assumption that they think that they could pile on a, a lot of cheese and that would be better. Uh, toppings, um, anchovies falls out, sausage comes in and has stayed in. Have there been any gimmicks? The really sort of gimmicky one, I, I sort of thinking um, before the show, like gimmicks to me are sort of fads that don't work out typically. But the yeah, they're, that... they're, they're, they're things that are done for no inherent value and don't really make the pizza better. It's just something to pop on social media, basically. Like, like I, I, don't know, I don't know if you heard about this one, Peter, but there was the, the $2,000 gold leaf pizza down in the financial yeah. district where some asshat decided to put, you know, God knows how much gold and charge 2000 bucks for a, a bad pizza. Well, there's a separate uh, category in the last... Uh, 10 years or so that uh, Instagram has definitely changed things so that taste used to dominate, but on Instagram, obviously the visuals will dominate. So you're taking visual over taste, which is um, it's going to be interesting to see how long lasting that, but I was trying to get to the point where even pre web pre 2000, in Chicago in the 70s, one thing that was an innovation that sort of happened, if you could say that, that has sort of stuck out, and I, I do think has some value. I was trying to think of out loud, like, was there any innovation that actually contributed to the long run of pizza? And stuffed pizza with spinach did actually work. It does sort of work as a sort of a concept. It's not too heavy. It's tasty. And it seemingly started here in Chicago sometime in the early 70s. And so that would, was I mean, sort of... Would, sorry, would you class stuffed crust pizza in general as a kind of gimmick? Because, I mean, I remember seeing it, you know, the, the stuffed crust um, Pizza Hut things. And that was definitely, definitely a gimmick in the UK. 
but I, I know that some parts of the U.S. have that as a legitimate thing. Right. So this gets into the history of Chicago a little bit. So bear with me a little bit. But it started with um, Deep Dish in the 40s, which eventually in the 60s became Pizza in the Pan as a big sort of concept innovation when it became really popular. And in the early 70s, they uh, had a sort of a reinvention, a rediscovery of what was already existing in Italy at the time, stuffed pizza. And part of the stuffing was spinach for that one. If you made it with cheese, it was almost too overwhelming. But Chicago being Chicago, we love that too. So in the early 70s, it became a huge phenomenon to the extent that people would wait around the block just to get their stuffed pizza. This is distinct from what Pizza Hut was doing with their stuffed in the crust. We're talking about two actual layers of crust on top of each other, the top one being very, very thin, almost to the extent that you don't even notice it, in, and the sauce on top of that crust. So that's sort of Chicago stuffed style pizza. That was the one example I could think of that actually is an innovation or a gimmick, if you want to call yes, it. Yes, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say. Well, I was trying to I, conceive of the gimmick as being part of a larger picture of okay. innovation such that the proprietor of the pizzeria is trying to you know to be charitable trying to find an underserved market trying to add value some way and trying to reach out of the box such as the extent we could probably think of in the 1800s that the person who decided to put cheese and sauce together whoever that might be pepe um was doing a gimmick too maybe so yeah. i don't want to be too pejorative even though the sure, vast sure, amount sure. of them are gimmicks. No, I mean, I think I, I think you've hit upon a point that, that speaks to, you know, the, the kind of substrate of the discussion, which is that there is a tipping point at which, you know, there's some actual value added from quote unquote gimmicks, but then there's the ones that are complete uh, nonsense, uh, you know, like having a pizza slice that's, you know, the size of a, an average human's torso or something like that. Like, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't really get it. And having, you know, like four pizzas stacked, it, it's silly, but yeah, Pepe, the, there's one in particular that has kind of started to, or not, not started to do the rounds, that's done the rounds in the Neapolitan pizza world. And I've always seen it as a gimmick, but I'm starting to think maybe it's not. Do you know, are you, are you able to re- read my mind on this one? I'm not able to read your mind. What do you have in mind? The, the hot dogs and french fries. Eh, well, um, I wouldn't call it a gimmick. Because this has now been a, a staple of uh, the Neapolitan menus. Uh, um, we, we can say it was uh, a gimmick probably when you listen to the uh, traditional pizzaioli and they said that the moment when it started to be popular on the Neapolitan menus is because they wanted to start to sort of uh, uh, going after this new trend of the American food uh, coming uh, in Italy and, of course, also in Naples. So, so again, uh, McDonald's, uh, mm-hmm. hot dogs and fries and stuff. And uh, that was quite appealing to the kids, uh, especially. And so their proposal was actually putting... Uh, yeah, well, kiddie, we don't kiddie, call definitely kiddie-friendly. We call it uh, Würstel. That's the Italian name. That sounds, that sounds German, but it's actually an Italian name because you would call it Wiener Sausage anyway. But anyway, yes, the hot dog and fries. And uh, um, it was sort of a, our answer. And it became soon a staple of the Neapolitan pizzerias because it was especially appealing to the kids. And nowadays you can still find it 
on a lot of menus of traditional pizzerias. So it's sort of a adverse. Yeah, I mean, the, like the, 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 the first, sorry, per- it's mainly debate. It's mainly debate because uh, it's uh, it's becoming a debate the moment where we're starting to reevaluate the the value of pizzas as a not anymore like a, a popular traditional very comfort food, uh, but when it started to be also uh, evaluated as a uh, I want I don't want to use the word gourmet, but uh, a, a, a food that could have been. Uh, um, treated in a different way, more refined, even becoming high value. So when you talk about uh, hot dog and fries, uh, it's about, uh, wow, that is such a very old and uh, kiddie thing, uh, something that you should never put on your menus. And so we came back on saying uh, uh, what, is, what, is, what is good and what is not. So the, the do's and don'ts of pizzas, whereas at the end of the day, you can put everything you want on pizzas and a lot of pizzerias still putting on their menus because they know that it's what kids want. Yeah, no, no. Ju- ju- I mean, just, 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 just to kind of explain, just to explain why, why I'm asking this. So I, I remember the first time I saw it in, uh, at a very well-respected VPN certified place in New York. And I, I, I was kind of horrified because I'd never seen it before. And I suppose the, the the thing that's leading me to think of that as a gimmick is that I, you know, look, Neapolitans tend to get their their you know their knickers in a bunch when anyone adds something kind of non traditional on a pizza. So to see those two toppings, or even just the French fries, which strikes me as untraditional and non traditional as you could possibly imagine, it was was it was just a you know, so it, it's a curious thing that that's accepted, but other things aren't. Like you'd think that that would give people carte blanche to put whatever the hell they wanted in a pizza. You would be surprised how many things that you will not deem a traditional you will see on the traditional menu of the pizzerias. Especially, I can tell you another pizza that was really, it, it, it's really considered as a staple food of kids or any way of people that like, just like to have comfort food is the one made with cream. Cream, mm. uh, ham, and mushrooms. And I mean, putting cream on top of the, like a base of a pizza, that, that, that's something that you wouldn't, you wouldn't really consider traditional. But there it is. It's in the menu of many traditional pizzerias. Whereas if I have to look at more recent times where everything has become a trend and you have to find any sort of way to put your, uh, your business under the spotlight, creating something new. I remember that a few years ago, something that was very trendy and uh, didn't last long was the uh, dough made with activated carbon, activated charcoal, and so black pizzas. And in a period, uh, it was also uh, very popular with mozzarella. Luckily, with mozzarella, lasted not so long, but you will see black mozzarellas at one point because they just used activated charcoal. For a while, uh, there was this trend of the katsubushi. Have you ever heard of a katsubushi? It's that kind of... uh, um, tuna, if I remember well, it's, it's a tuna, but anyway, it's a tuna fish uh, that is sliced very thin and under the, uh, the heat, it moves all together. So it seems like you have put something that is live, alive on your plate because you see this sort of a very thin slices of fish that move, they constantly move, they, they sort of uh, waves and uh, wiggles maybe. Pepe, but anyway, Pepe, yes, sorry, they, Pepe. Pepe, I've, I've got to cut you off for a second, buddy. We're, we're literally getting kind of like 10% of what you're saying right now. Um, so I, I'm kind of managing to pick up on enough of what you're saying to have a little bit of a conversation, but the, the data connection is not good. Um, I, I don't know if there's, a, there's any way you can kind of kick your computer to get it to behave, but um, 
yeah, I, my 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 inference ability is getting pushed to the to test the limit here. Okay, okay, please go ahead with Peter. But we got that you uh, like you the hot dogs and fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay now. So that does open up a lot of space for us to uh, expand our. our hmm. If that's okay, then uh, Katie, bar the door. We can open up to anything, I guess. That. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that a lot of this stuff, we're rediscovering stuff that was already in the past that was semi-successful. And the innovations that are the true gimmicks are the stuff that are not going to be around that much longer, except for the secular change that's happened with the web. That changes everything because now we see things visually first uh, before we smell or taste them. And you're back, Pepe. I How's the indeed- connection, Pepe? My connection is perfect. I I can see you and hear you perfectly. So, if you if you if you were back at the hot dogs and fries, then I can tell you about the latest trend in the recent years. I don't know if you can hear me. You're nodding. You're smiling. I don't know if you can actually hear me. Yeah, not 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 really. Um, but uh, I don't know what to do about that. So I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I'll just. Okay, I'll stumble. I'll stumble through with 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 Peter. Um, I mean, the the you know, one of the thing that like thinking back to what is it Saturday Night Fever and the whole John Travolta walking down the street with a double decker like that. You know that that was obviously not uh, a gimmick to sell pizzas, um, but it's certainly something that is kind of in, inspired. You know, part of that whole okay, let's do something novel with a pizza that doesn't necessarily change. The form at all it's just kind of doing something at a high gloss level to make it sexier or something um and i you know that that's the bulk of what i see on on social media is these absurd like it's it's the absurdity side of it rather than what you're talking about peter which is trying to innovate and do something a little bit different that may actually become a thing Right. I just keep coming back to, it's always sort of curious to me. I I mean, I think it's almost um, the exception sort of proves the rule that there are these canonical forms that seemingly work well with the vast majority of people like cheese and sauce. (laughs) I mean, that's this Hmm. as simple as you can get, but that one invention undoubtedly probably in Naples uh, was enough. I mean, that changes everything. So that, um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of these things are going to be coming and going. And uh, so long as it doesn't change the um, ideal forms of pizza, I think we're okay. I think we're good to go with it. I don't think they really affect anything. Well, there's, there's no need to reinvent. There's no need to reinvent the wheel, if that's what you're saying. Right. Except to say that, you know, some counterexamples to that, that um, allegedly, I wasn't there at the time, but in New York in the 70s and the 80s, this sort of New York style is we think of Titano's and John's sort of the classical old world pre-World War II was dying out. So that art, you know, art does die out. Uh, Culture can degrade to the extent that it's not recoverable. I don't think we're nearly there yet. In fact, I think it's sort of like this is the golden era of pizza still and uh so i i don't you know the these gimmicks and forms i think we're i think the economics and the web are far more significant than these sort of momentary singleton changings of gimmicks sure. that do appear um i think they're far stronger effects that we sh- if we need to be concerned about 
they're there, but I don't think these are them. <laughs> for for that yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I guess you know, it, it's it's also you know, you, you touched upon it kind of going hand in hand with the the birth or the the, the surge in social media, and everyone is essentially kind of chasing the the same attention economy dime, mm-hmm. and you know, there's got to be some because a lot of the time when I have seen it, it's been pizza places that I know make fantastic pizza. And it's almost sad that they right. feel they have to resort to that rather than letting the quality of the product speak for itself and, and pull in punters. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose that is, you know, that is, you know, that's, that's the game. Um, and, you know, they, they, they've got to try and compete for that attention economy and, if they're not doing something zany that's going to pop off, then they might just wallow in obscurity. Right. I mean, I, there, there are examples. I think we had them on the club that uh, pizzeria owners have said they strictly had a pineapple on the menu just to bring the people in. Yeah, it was and Chad. Chad, Chad he, said he that, said, yeah. yeah. Which was remarkable how popular it did become with a certain sect that will bring you in. And mm. I think he actually dared them, or at least he had some sort of uh, promotion that it was going to cause pain or something. I don't know, some crazy thing like that. But it actually did work. So, I mean, you know, whatever gets them there, so long as it's legal, um, that's fair game. It's just, it is sort of a reflection. I think a lot of these things are sort of, you can t- turn it around and saying the value is of the, reflection of the culture or the degradation of the culture a little bit. So um, it may not tell a pretty picture of who we are. I mean, I, I, I suppose, like, I wonder why we haven't seen a kind of hot wings challenge um, type thing in, in the pizza scene. Not, you know, not, not a, not necessarily kind of man versus food eat till you perforate your stomach thing, but some, some sort of eating challengey hot wingy type thing. Um, like that's the one thing I haven't, I mean, it, it'll be out there somewhere in the blogosphere, but I haven't seen much of it. I guess because mean, it doesn't immediately jump off the page. You mean the proposition you eat as much as you can and will give away for free or something like that? Some Something like that. I mean, but, you know, obviously the, the deal economics don't really make sense for the giveaway for free. But I think, you know, you, you get a T-shirt or you get your face in the wall or, you know, you, you get a pizza named after you. You know, there, there would be myriad ways to, to run that kind of thing. But... I, I suppose suppose the reason that that hasn't kicked off is because because it doesn't leap off the page in Instagram. Like you have to actually explain it and communicate it, and it would have to be a YouTube thing or, or whatever. Yeah, I think there are deals where you can have like an eighteen-inch pizza in a half hour if you can eat it; it's free or something like that. I think it is something like. Um, I've often thought that you know the war, the bigger it is, the more you eat. Um, the lower the quality. So like that's sort of a tell like, and the reverse is true at times. So the more inhospitable the pizzeria is, the more inconvenient it is. Um, Arguably it's been there for a while, the more successful it would be as a pizzeria. So the better the pizza would be, the worse the surface is. So all these Hmm. contradictions, maybe that's another topic to, 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 to talk about. But the more they give, the less good the pizza may be, and the more surly they are, the better the pizza may be. It's sort I mean, of it, it, a contradiction. Yeah, in that way. yeah. 
Um, the, the, you know, that, that, that made me think of something that, and this isn't pizza related, but it's, it's foodie related and I'm pretty sure it'll, it'll feed into pizza as well. Um, there's definitely, when it comes to pasta and Pepe, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's, there's definitely a kind of North South divide thing as in whenever a Southern, you know, chef, Southern Italian chef posts something with a lot of ingredients and is kind of like overflowing with cheese or sauce or did, 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 a lot of Northern Italian people who I'm friends with will kind of go, oh, why so much, too much, and it's always the same kind of trope. Um, and so that, you know, I wonder if that feeds into pizza as in there, you know, it's almost like the basil thing. You know, there are going to be uh, kind of divides as to what is seen as a gimmick and what is just seen as, well, that's just how we do pizza. Pepe. Can you hear Pepe. me? Can you hear me, see me? Oh, beautiful. Yep. We can see you. Okay. Oh. So, if, you, if your question again is about complaining Did... on the amount of stuff on pizza, but I can see what you're really... You... Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Less is more. So, there is also this topic of talking about the number of ingredients. It's one of the many debates in the pizza world here. So, and it's also quite of a meme, a joke between customers of how going to a pizzeria nowadays, uh, it's uh, comparable to go to a library for the amount of uh, lines that you have to read on a menu when you have to see all the number of ingredients put on a pizza and the description of every single ingredient. And now we have pizzerias where each pizza as a, at least four, five, six lines of descriptions. So, but again, this is all a part of the gimmick of the communication where everything that is so detailed and so refined and so uh, associated to this and this other producer on this and this other territory uh, oh, is part a, of your way. Good of, point. Yeah, it's part of your way of communicating that you're not just an everyday pizzeria where you can uh, just have a margarita or, uh, again, the, the mushroom and prosciutto, but uh, you're actually trying to do your best to provide your customers uh, the best range of ingredients that your territory can provide. This, this, this sometimes it's, uh, uh, I mean, it reflects... So do you, do you see reality. that as a... Did, Pepe, do you see that as a gimmick? Like, you know, a pizza yeah. place touting, yeah. you know, we have tomatoes from this specific village and, da, 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 you know... It, it, it all depends on the quality of the product because this sometimes, I, I mean, uh, many times reflect the reality of the pizzeria. So that work of communication actually has a point because what you see on the menu is actually what you're tasting on a pizza. Sometimes it's really just a gimmick. So all marketing by the pizzaiolo or the uh, owner of the pizzeria doesn't even know what they're putting on the menu. Mm -hmm. So probably they've been advised by some uh, agent uh, or some uh, food supplier that uh, they will uh, provide them with the food and they have to write that on the menu to attract customers. And then the pizza yeah, it's marketing. you have in front of you, it's, it's just a mashup that doesn't taste anything. I mean, just the fact that you're using a lot of ingredients with uh, some fancy name or uh, a provenance or whatever doesn't mean that the pizzaiolo actually knows what, what, what he's doing. And it happened to me so many times. I mean, so many ingredients are listed like they were the fanciest thing you could eat. And then at the, at the end of the day, it was a, just a tasteless, uh, ridiculous mashup or um, even, and it's, sometimes it's not even the ingredients. For, well, I mean, I mean maybe to, you to, using, to that, to that point... You just don't know how to manage them. 
Yeah, no, to, to that point, Pepe, and, and I, I probably need to um, start to wrap it down after this, but um, wrap it up after this. But there was a pizza place in London, very highly regarded. regarded. They have this thing where they import seawater from Campania to use in their dough. And, I, you know, I, I went and was very underwhelmed by the pizza because it was, as you described, Pepe, you taught me the term alombra, you know, like basically stingy in the sauce. And the dough was good, but it was no better than any other well-made Neapolitan dough. So the fact that they're, you know, schlepping seawater in from, you know, the Gulf of Naples every day is a complete gimmick. It, it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't improve anything. You know, put a bit of salt Again, in uh... your water and that accomplishes the same mission. Um, but yeah, uh, no, no, uh, you know, point well taken, Pepe. Um, okay. Uh, I think, what, what's the time? Yeah, we've got uh, five minutes. So probably time to start wrapping up. Um, uh, next week's show was supposed to be Pepe, um, but Pepe is doing something more exciting and, and uh, often is Gulliver's somewhere. Um, so we are going to allow our resident historian, Peter, to, to jump into the breach. Um, so thank you for that, Peter. Do you, do you want to kind of give a quick uh, quick teaser on what you're, you're thinking of talking about? Yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about uh, the history of pizza. It's a subject that's sort of dear to my heart. I've been working on it for 14 years. And um, the question that I want to raise is, do we care about it? And should we care about it? Uh, that's seemingly people sort of nod and sort of say, yeah, of course we care about it. But when I talk about it, it's uh, interesting the reactions that I get and what I get a reaction to and what people are just bored blue by it doesn't I, I i can tell they don't really care about it that much and i really have to work on kind of glaze uh, over or... glaze over not remembering the things i say uh when they're the major whole point of the things i'm saying um i just i just find um people typically aren't receptive to it. And I'm interested as to why they're not, because I find it so compelling. And I think there's mm. a percentage of the people who honestly do find it very compelling, but it's like 5% or so. So that's... Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I think it speaks to a slightly more kind of boffin demographic. But, you know, this is one of the things that I really, you know, respect Wait and, and Wait, appreciate. Wait, you've got to define that for me. Boffin-y? But I, geeky, nerdy. Okay, geeky. Um, okay. But, um, you know, this is, this is, you know, like yourself and Pepe and, you know, Colin in New Haven, you know, this is, you know, this is part of what's so cool about what you guys do, that you're actually, you know, fleshing out the history of this stuff. So, no. Uh, yeah, look, look, look forward to that. That's That'll be good. Point. And Pepe, yeah, if, you know, obviously. Well, you know, we can, we can revisit it, Pepe. Um, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll tee it up and we'll, you know, it's, it's, it'll be a short, you know, another half an hour. So we can, we can do a part two when you're able to join, because we'd obviously love to, to have your input on it, Pepe. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that just about does it. Um, if you enjoyed that, um, please give the show a, a thumbs <laughs> up and a subscription. Um, the show is also available in the podcast universe, wherever you, you normally get your podcasts. And you can find us on TikTok and Instagram under the handle I Need Pizza Club, uh, all one word. Um, cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, have a good Friday, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Pepe. Thank you so much, guys. See you later, Pepe. Have fun, whatever you're doing next week. Ciao.